Welcome to AOL. Welcome to AOL Underground. I was just like, man, F this, like, dude, like, I'm just going to do something stupid, man. So I well, went online and I'm, I'm just thinking, 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 like, man, what, what should I try to mess with? Like, what, what, what's thinking like the first couple things that come to mind is like social media. So I, I, I'm like, all right, let me try to like find an exploit with Facebook. I, I must've been going at it for like a good, like four or five hours, man. And I, I felt like I was getting somewhere, but I don't want to get into it because it's like, I ultimately didn't, but I gravitate towards Twitter. I'm like, you know what, man, maybe some cool Twitter accounts I can get. Let me, let me, you know, screw around with that. So I'm messing around, I'm trying to mess around with the forms. I'm looking at like the, the forgot password page to create password. I'm IP scanning stuff. I'm Googling stuff. I'm using the Wayback Machine trying to find stuff. I, I did eventually doing something to Twitter where going through forgot password, uh, it, Say if you claim that you don't, you no longer have access to your email account, you can create a help desk ticket. And th- this help desk ticket was through a third-party company known as Zendesk, which is, you know, is used by a lot of lot of organizations. From uh, I mean, last I seen, they were pretty big. I mean, big enough to actually, you know, absorb Twitter as a client. So what I what happened with Zendesk was kind of funny. Um, I, I did a couple of searches for Zendesk. I looked up like Zendesk exploit, uh, Zendesk CVE. And uh, at some point I found a um, an exploit that somebody published saying that they were able to create an administrator account on Zendesk. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, well, it's public. It says it's patched. Let's find out if it's really patched. So, um, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm looking at so the, the basically the exploit said that um all they would do was uh you would go to so when you'd be on Twitter you'd say I forgot my password I know I have my email it'd bring you to a, a a site on Zendesk saying create an account you know so you can track your ticket progress as it moves through whatever stages so I go over there I go to the create account page on the Twitter Zendesk and I plugged in this variable that was like user underscore roles. And it had a number, an integer, which would just say to the server, "Hey, this make this account, but make it an admin." So I, I put that var, I pasted that variable over to the create account form, and it didn't do anything. It just created a regular account. So I'm like, "All right, well, clearly it's patched." So I tried to fiddle around with it more. Look at like when you created the account, there were like several steps you had to go through. Like you'd select, you know, you give your email, your password, blah blah blah. Then there's like another step where I think you got to say like what kind of support you want and then something like uh, confirm your email. I think it was on the confirm your email portion of the page where I, you know, you go into your email. I don't know if it was like you, I don't know, put in a code or something. But I, so basically what they did was this user roles designation saying, hey, make this an admin. They patched it at the first step of the creation uh, uh, create, creating a help desk account. They didn't patch it throughout the whole process though, where at the page where you could confirm your email account, you could still, you could throw that variable in there and it still created an admin account. So basically like, wow. yeah, it's like they fixed it, but only like at the one screen where it was like reported, they didn't fix it. Like at the third screen, it's, um, it's kind of funny to when I think about this because like very simple, it was something public, but, uh, kind of brought me back to the AOL days because way back in like 2000, they had a similar exploit on uh, AOL. It was like um, free.aol.com where you could go on there and uh, 
you'd view the source to a page and you were able to like create screen names that had bad words in them just by, you know, changing a hidden value. So it kind of like brought me back to that. Like something I learned from the AOL days was able to be applied to the Zendesk page too. Yeah. I don't know. Those, those old skills came back to life, I guess. Interesting. So how did you use the Zendesk account to then take over the, the Twitter account? So, um, all right. Well, the, Basically, you know, this is obviously it's a help desk tool. It's not necessarily Twitter's admin. You know, I couldn't like go reset a password. But what it did allow me to do was uh, look up, you know, so I'm, once I was in like the Zendesk tool, I think it was called like the monitor tool. It was like Zendesk monitor or something like that. Um, you know, you could search by I think you, I was searching by Twitter accounts because I remember pulling up cam. So you pull up, a, you type in a Twitter account and you could just see like every time somebody had reached out. Pretty much what I did was I exported the whole database of like everybody that's ever put in a support ticket. So basically I had this Microsoft Access database file, which was like gigabytes and gigabytes. That way I wouldn't have to keep searching stuff. So I, so now I get this thing and I'm thinking like, you know what, let me, let me just see like if there's any cool usernames I can take over, you know? So obviously I'm looking at some of them like I want Cam and I want Cam Zero, but um like the email address. So basically like I had the Twitter username and whatever, a column or the email address that's tied to the Twitter. And then, you know, details about the ticket, date, time, IP address. So the only important thing there is the email, you know, the Twitter username and the email. So those are the only two things it's like relevant here. So the email accounts was basically, that was the target. I I tried to take over a couple of them trying to like guess security questions. And uh, just, I wasn't, I wasn't getting anywhere, but I got down to where I saw at Burger King and their email was, it was attached to a Gmail, which was pretty funny because I'm thinking like, oh, it's not a corporate email. Maybe I can just guess the uh, Gmail security questions. Turns out the email address for the Burger King Twitter, the username was like 75210BKTest at gmail.com, which looks like something that someone just made on the fly. You know, it's not like someone's name. So I, I went over to Gmail. I didn't even try to reset the password. I just put in Burger King as the password that worked. So I'm like, oh shit, I'm in the Gmail that's attached to the Burger King account. Oh, this is cool. I know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so um now I got, you know, I got access to the Gmail. Did not I did not reset the password because I didn't want to like, you know, I, I kinda I didn't want to just like go out on a whim and just do this and blah, blah, blah. So it it was actually <laughs> we it was planned out pretty interestingly because you know, this again, we're in February and President's Day is in February. So that that's when I decided I was going to take over the Burger King. House. I was like, all right, let me do it on a holiday because I know people are not going to be at work. That way, whatever I'm tweeting off this account, it's got maximum visibility. And, you know, obviously it kind of like spreads around. So uh, I messaged one of um, one of my cohorts, uh, uh, someone I was, you know, doing hacking with when I was, uh, you know, since I was a since I was a teenager. This time I'm probably like 24, 25. So I've known him a while. Tell him about what I'm doing. I'm like, hey, I got access to Twitter Zendesk. I gave I gave him the login. He's going in there. He's searching accounts. Uh, he's searching his first name, like at Tony, trying to see if he can take Tony and take the email it's under. So he now he's toying around. So now there's two people with access to this database. That's me and this guy, Tony. So now you got two people that committed a crime. So I I let him know. I'm like, hey, I got the Burger King Twitter account, bro. Like, I got the email. Like, dude, I want to jump in there. I want to do some stupid shit. Like, let's let's start tweeting stuff. Um, I thought he was perfect for this because one of his hobbies is like uh, rapping. You know, he rap at home. 
make songs and stuff. So he, he's a wordsmith. He's real, really good at expressing himself. And his vocabulary was really good. Like he's just one of those people that can talk to somebody and he's just like so articulate with his sentences. I don't know. Like he knows how to get someone's attention by talking. Not sure if that makes sense, but um, so yeah, it does. So the president's day is rolling around, you know, it's whatever, February, I think it was like February 19th. Let, let me, I think that was actually, um, crazy thing is it's the day that I defaced the Burger King Twitter feed was the anniversary of the Paris Hilton thing. And it just kind of like lined up with that. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was like February, I think it was February 19th and like February 19th, like the same two days. And, uh, very weird, very, very strange because the same exact behavior on like the same date, you know, it's kind of scary in a sense too. <laughs> so he, I, I log into the, the Burger King account. He goes into Burkin count. I think it's like, I don't know, maybe like 10, 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, 11 o'clock, something like that. And we just start tweeting shit like at the same time. I'm logged into a 4G, a 4G hotspot Wi-Fi card under a fake name. He's using his his neighbor's Wi-Fi, which is like kind of stupid, like his next door neighbor's Wi-Fi. So we're, we're tweeting stuff out. Like I, I started like tweeting out the names of like famous rappers and stuff. I actually tweeted to uh meek mills manager at the time who was this guy his name was like coon philly that's his name and he actually like tweeted back to me once saying something like shout out which i thought was pretty cool but we you know i i changed the it's all it's out there but i you know i changed the logo to say mcdonald's i'm google imaging stuff i'm like damn i need a background and you know we we got like a picture of the like a ronald mcdonald with like i think he had like a gun or something like that well it was it was some sketchy looking stuff and i changed it to the background started saying like you know they were bought out by burger king uh, i'm sorry uh by mcdonald's the whopper had flopped oh swish just tweeting out like really really obscene stuff man um well tony he's my friend he friend at the time you know he he's logged in and th- there's like girls tweeting to at burger king like i don't know what they're saying like oh this is crazy hey retweet me and he's and he's tweeting back to these girls saying twerk for me ma and i remember i'm just like i'm just at home like reading the tweets that he's saying compared to mine like mine were funny but this guy's stuff was like had me laughing like in tears like my jaw hurt laughing i was like oh my god this is so funny and so we're, we're tweeting out you know we got this shit saying you know mcdonald's bottom out you know burger king's a failure the ceo was doing drugs and i, I put a picture up of a guy with a needle and like a pill bottle on his hand or some shit like that so, you know, this is getting around. They gained like 20,000 followers, like, I think, like within an hour. Like, that shit was shooting up. Like, we made a joke, me and Tony, saying, like, yeah, man, Burger King should pay us for this, man. <laughs> but, um, so, it, you know, they, Burger King eventually finds out. They put a ticket in saying, uh, you know, I don't know, they reached out to somebody at Twitter. They put a ticket in saying uh, the account was hijacked. Of course, I'm logged into Zendesk, refreshing it like every five to 10 minutes. I see the ticket. I'm like, yep delete i deleted it so now now we still got access to the account for like a, an, another hour at some point uh somebody at twitter corporate they they just suspended the burger king account altogether instead of you know going through resetting the password they just suspended it so i can't unsuspend it because all i have is access to the help desk it's not you know it's i don't have like admin rights so so that died you know it, it kind of like it you know it was like going up like a climax and then came down i was like oh well i guess that's over you know it's suspended then they start putting out news articles about it. And I think the, the Burger King stock had actually like gone up like two bucks, which was pretty cool too. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, but I thought, what about Jeep? Was Jeep, was there a Jeep thing too? Yeah. Jeep, we, we, um, did that the next, the very next day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, 
same same ordeal like after the burger king thing like it was picked up on a couple of news articles and we thought it was kind of funny and i mean i like i'm not kidding like i, I was in tears man i, I could I, I probably hadn't laughed that hard in a while just because of the stuff that we the tweets we were getting back but uh like yeah let's do it again so i'm skimming through the the database file like i'm scrolling 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 i'm trying to think of like brand names that are widely known that probably have a lot of followers and I try a couple. I don't recall what. I think we definitely tried Wendy's and things like that and Taco Bell. But we ended up getting Jeep. And Jeep was attached to a Yahoo, which same thing like Burger King. You know, it wasn't a corporate email. So it was like, oh, okay, maybe this one will work. And uh, I just recall um, going to Yahoo and doing forgot password. And uh, I think the email was like Jeep experience at ymail.com or something like that. And the security question was, um, who was our parent company? Something like that. And I, the answer was Chrysler. I think, it, I think it was Chrysler. I believe that's what it was. It was something right off Google. I Googled it and I was like, oh, bam, got it. Boom. So same thing. You know, now I got access to the email. Uh, this is, I believe this is the day we did Burger King. This was like later that day. So we're like talking we're like, all right, you know, let's, let's do the same shit. Let's do it tomorrow morning. Let's like not do it right now. Just same thing. It's like, all right, yeah. So, you know, this is me talking to my friend. Same thing. Next morning. Now, now I don't, it's not a holiday anymore. They just had a hack. So people are on edge. It's in the press. Didn't last very long, but, you know, reset it. We both sign in. We start tweeting out stuff. I think one of the, one of the first things I remember tweeting was uh, I, I tried to, I wanted 50 cent to reach back out to me. I put like, you wouldn't catch at 50 cent riding in a dirty ass Jeep. I put that up, man. I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm already like, this is this is stupid. We just started tweeting out dumb shit, saying that Cadillac bought out Jeep, Jeep failed, and changed the picture to Cadillac. And but unfortunately, our um our ride didn't last that long. I think the account was suspended within like 15 minutes. It was unlike the other day where you know we had a couple of hours kind of rolling around, like tweeting people back and stuff. So that yeah, it it, it died out pretty quick. 15 minutes of fame right there. And the same thing happened. I got picked up in the press and Jeep was breached. Burger King was breached. And uh, so, of course, you know, somebody's wondering like, okay, who did this? <laughs> and that's, um, that's not good. <laughs> so how'd they, how did they eventually figure it out? It was you. So there were a couple of hints. This, this is what had went down. Um, so I got access to Zendesk. I'm searching through tickets that Twitter employees are putting in. And I'm thinking like, how can I use this system to steal accounts? Like, I just want to steal them. Like, how can I get someone to like, you know, reset a password or something like that? So I'm looking through tickets and they had, um. so there was this one Twitter employee. His name was like Jason something. And this ticket said, I, I can't remember the term, but he said something like, can you morph this Twitter account? into this Twitter account. And then they responded, sure. So when I pulled up the Twitter account, it was actually a company, a company. So basically what happens is a, a company, they got a point of contact at Twitter and they made some arrangement saying like, hey, I want, I don't know, say at T-Mobile. Like, hey, we like the at T-Mobile username. They do whatever they got to do. And then, uh, so T-Mobile would like have a random username, like T-Mobile 5555567. And the Twitter employee would say, hey, can you morph this Twitter T-Mobile 5556 into T-Mobile? And everything from that T-Mobile 5556 username would get merged over to at T-Mobile and it would switch to username. So it would basically, like if I wanted Cam, it would almost erase the Cam account and move a, an account to it. So what I did was uh, 
I, I basically like created a Zendesk account with the same name as the employee, but the user, like the email address that was, I think it was like a, the Zendesk username. Like there's a Zendesk username. I cloned the username and I just like switched one letter. Like I switched an E with an R or something like that. But it, like if you kind of glanced at the username, like it would look like, oh, it's that certain employee. So basically what I did was I, I cloned an, a Twitter employee's username in Zendesk. And then I created a ticket to the same guy this guy already creates tickets to. And I was like, hey, can you morph XYZ554 into Cam? And the guy said, sure. So basically like this random Twitter account I made just became Cam. So now I own Cam at Twitter and I'm like, yeah, I got an account. Hell yeah, this is dope. So I took the at Cam account over. That was kind of like one thing in the long run that was like, hmm, okay, Cam, who's this? Who's Cam? The second clue that put him on to me was kind of stupid on my part was uh, when I was tweeting off, I think it was the Burger King account. I, it might've been Tony. One, one of us two tweeted out Defonic Team Screen Name Club or the acronym which was tied to the Paris Hilton hack back in 2005. So now you got two clues. You got the Burger King, whoever hacked it, shouted out Defonic Team Screen Name Club. Those are the same guys that hacked Paris. And now the actor took over the username Cam. You know, this is a long run, you know, way down the line when they're investigating this. And um, pretty much what el what else happens from there is there's a news report. So when Burger King gets hacked, my friend that's tweeting he says something like iThug, just I-T-H-U-G. He tweets that name out and says like, you know, iThug this or follow iThug, whatever. So he's on Burking, tweets out iThug. A news reporter from Gizmodo looks up iThug and finds my friend's real Facebook account. So now this reporter finds his account, Tony's account, who's logged into Zendesk, who's logged into Burger King, who's logged into Jeep. And this guy puts out an article with my friend's face on it and says, this is the guy that hacked Burger King. His name's Tony. He lives in, he's a DJ from Providence, Rhode Island. So like when this article comes out, I'm talking to him like, dude, what, what, what the hell? Like, what, what, what the, how did he find this? Like, what would you do? And now I'm backtracking. I'm looking like, oh, he tweeted, I thug out. So he's been raided before, just not, he wasn't prosecuted. He was raided around the time when the Paris Hilton stuff happened, but for whatever reason, he didn't get charged. So the government knows who he is. So now there's a news article with his face and his Facebook profile. Now the feds are like, okay, we got, took over the name Cam. They shouted out Defonic, the group that hacked Paris. Now we get this guy, Tony, who we know, they're like, all right, there's definitely some kind of relation here. So they, what they do is they send out subpoenas to the IP addresses that were associated with logging into Zendesk and Twitter accounts and stuff. They sent out subpoenas to get the IP I use, the 4G wireless card. Uh, Sprint replied, there's no record. So, okay, that was a dead end. They subpoena the IP that Tony used, and it's his direct, like, next-door neighbor. Like, his neighbor's address is, like, 120 Main Street, for example, and he's, like, 122. So now they're like, okay, Tony lives at 120. The Wi-Fi was 122. This is definitely him. And they got his Facebook. And he was he actually bragged about it on a Facebook. He said Wendy's is getting hacked next or something like that. So right away, they got probable cause to knock him in. Me, on the other hand, there's not really anything there. There's like a shout out to this group. And then there's the name Cam. Other than that, there's nothing. So the way this all rolled downhill uh, was I'm at home. I'm sleeping. I hear banging on the door. This isn't 
much longer after my house got robbed. So my house got burglarized and I moved to another apartment my landlord had. So not many people knew I lived at this place. It was like, I don't know, like two months or three months after the Twitter hack. I, I opened the door and there's four agents there. I immediately know who they are. I've seen these guys a lot. And they said, you know, are you are you Cameron LaCroix? I said, what? He said, are you Cameron LaCroix? I'm like, what are you guys here for? What do you want? He said, answer the damn question. Are you Cameron LaCroix? I said, can you please explain this? He said, you know what? Why don't you just tell us tell us if that's you or not? And we'll be happy to tell you. I said, yeah, it's me. And I said, do you mind if we come inside? I said, you have a warrant? I said, no. I said, I'm calling my lawyer right now. He said, okay, you can do that. And I, I shut the door. I called my lawyer. I explained, like, his feds at my house. He said, tell him to leave. It's a little longer conversation than that. But I opened the door. I said, hey, my lawyer told you guys to leave. He's like, oh, you sure? You sounded very interested in you know, hearing, you know, asking us why why we're here. You know, we want to let you know. Just, you know, we'll be happy to sit down. I said, no, uh, you don't have a warrant. Just leave. So uh, the agent in the back, there's like four of them in a narrow hallway. He comes forth and he gives me a paper. It's a... um. A grand jury summons uh, to go to the Northern District of California federal court saying, you know, it's a grand jury investigation and says I have to testify. And I'm like, California. I'm like, man, I'm in Massachusetts, man. I can't. I don't got money to get there. I can't get there. I can't go. And the agent says, uh, he's like, well, we'll help you out. You know, if you just want to tell us right now, you're not going and you're refusing. We can just arrest you and we can make sure you get there. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know what? Um, I think I think I'll just, you know, I'll get back with you guys on that. <laughs> So they leave. I shut the door. I'm sitting down. I'm trying to collect my thoughts like, okay, California, what's there? Twitter. Twitter's in California. Their HQ's there. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that's got to be what this is for. I'm looking at the paper. It doesn't say anything about it, though. Just Cali. So I'm thinking maybe maybe I'm wrong. I'm doubting myself now. And so um, I uh, <clears throat> immediately, what do I do? I, I text Tony. I say, like, yo, you around? Five minutes goes by, no answer. I call him. Get a voicemail. Call him, get a voicemail. Call him, get a voicemail. I'm like, damn, man, what the hell is he doing? Sleeping? Texting him again, texting him again. Finally responds to me. He says, like, yo, what's up? And I'm like, I said, yo, dude, the feds just came to my house and I'm texting him. He said, what? Like, WTF? Like, who who was it? I said, FBI, man. I don't know what happened. And he, he asked me, he's like, do you think it's about Zendesk and Twitter? I said, dude, I don't know. It says California. And um, he's like, asking me stuff about it like yo do you have the database still and uh i said um yeah i did but I, it's on a flash drive i moved it to a storage facility i don't have it in my house he's like but you still have it something like that so he basically he's just asking me weird stuff like hey you still have the database you have it on your computer is it on your flash drive i'm not thinking anything of it I, i'm thinking like oh he's looking out for making sure i don't have any evidence you know if they're gonna come back so uh nothing happens you know i'd go to sleep that night i'm like all right well i guess they didn't raid me they must not have anything you know so the very next day <laughs> oh man so so the next the next day i i don't recall exactly what i did i just remember like around i think it was like like three o'clock i'm driving back home uh i don't remember where i was coming from i get home I walk into my house, I go up a couple flights of steps, I go to my desk, I sit at the computer, I turn it on, put my flash drive in. I think it was laying there, the flash drive was on the table. I plugged it in, whatever. I log into my computer, it's a Windows computer, I decrypt the drive. I was gonna, you know, get doing some stuff. I don't know what exactly, but uh I was whatever, I'm home, I'm on a computer. And then um I got a little whiteboard on on the wall and I looked at it and I, 
there was a reminder that I had to go to the hospital because I had to get a vaccination uh, at the time I was going to college. You got to have a certain amount of vaccines, whatever to attend. So I'm like, oh shit. So here I am, go home, log in, decrypt my computer. And I'm like, damn, I got an appointment. So I leave the computer on, grab my keys, grab whatever, a drink of water, whatever. And uh, now I'm like hurrying to the car because I'm going to be late. So I'm wa- walking down a driveway. I'm crossing a street because I, I actually parked like a little ways away because I was kind of scared that the feds would be watching me. But uh, like I might have been like 20 feet from my car, keys in my hand, ready to get in. And out of nowhere, man, like a couple agents just hop out of a car and then a couple more agents come out of a Jeep and they all just run over to me like, hey, Mr. LaCroix, stop, stop. We got a search warrant. I'm like, what the F? Like you guys got the paper and I'm like, holy shit. Like. I'm like, ah, okay. He's like, yeah, give us your keys. I'm like, I'm leaving, man. I got an appointment. He's like, nah, we got a warrant for your car. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, geez. So um, they bring me back upstairs. Um, I'm in the house. And now I'm getting, I'm raided. You know, they walk me up. You know, I open the door with the key. Tell, they tell me to sit down, sit down on the couch. I'm like, dude, I got a hospital appointment. I got to get a vaccine. They don't want to let me go. They said, oh, you might have, uh, you might have evidence on you. I'm like, do you have a warrant for me or for the house? He says, for the apartment. I said, then I'm going, I'm going to leave. I ha- you have to let me leave. So I'm a little bit arguing with them. Uh, one agent's telling me like, shut the F up. Like you smart ass, you legal stuff, blah, blah, blah. Another agent comes over and he's like, listen, you really got this appointment. How are you going to get there? You have no car. I'm like, dude, I'm going to walk. He's like, you're going to walk. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to walk. I'm in school. I need this. So he's like, you know what? All right, we'll let you go, but we've got a strip search. I'm like, what the hell? So what? I go in my, I, I go in my bathroom and like, I, I, I asked him again. I'm like, why are you why you got to strip search me? You can't just pat me down. He's like, you know, you, you might have like a, you know, a flash drive on you somewhere or something like that with, with some files on it. We need, I'm like, dude, I don't have nothing, man. I don't have anything. There's nothing in this house, man. I'm not doing it. He's like, we got to do it. You want to go? So whatever. I consented to a strip search and then they searched my wallet and they eventually gave me my house key back, my wallet. And they said I could go. They escorted me downstairs and I just kind of, and I have no phone. They took my phones. I'm like, man, I'm, I felt I felt crazy, but um, basically what happened at that point was just nothing. I went went to my friend's house, stayed the night there, and the next day I went back to my house to find like shit everywhere. Like the ceiling tiles moved, it's stuffed all over the floor. It's just a disaster. Like they really like destroyed my house, minus like breaking doors off. Like it was it was crazy, but you know I was a little argumentative. So I mean whatever, you know I maybe I kind of made that happen to myself. So the interesting part, right? The day before when the agents came to my house to give me that subpoena. So after I, after I took the subpoena and told him to leave and I started texting Tony, Tony had had the FBI actually behind him. They were coaching him as what to say. He actually had got raided while they gave me the subpoena. So basically like when I was texting him back, you know, I'm saying like, you know, yeah, I basically did it is what I'm saying. Cause I'm like, yeah, I have the database somewhere on a drive, but I moved it outside to a storage unit and all I'm admitting to like, yeah, I got the database somewhere. So, um, I, I had no idea. I didn't know Tony was getting raided, but the agents were in his house searching it while they were telling him what to say to me. So they used that information the day before to get the warrant on my house. And he told the, he told the agents that I had an encrypted pen drive. So they had people there that were, you know, whatever specialists or whatever with that shit. And they went over to the computer and uh, did their thing. I'll remind you, before I got raided, I logged onto my computer and I decrypted the drive. And then I remembered I had an appointment. So I left the computer on and got raided moments later and it didn't like shut off or sleep or it didn't do anything. So basically like, you know, they got, they got in for free, you know, they, 
you know, imaged it, whatever, and got another warrant later on and I searched a drive and then there's now there's evidence on there from state police stuff and Twitter, Zendesk and credit cards and um, like a multitude of other things, like a, a lot of things. That's the long story. <laughs> got it. So after that, from what I was reading, yeah, was there a, something with Bristol too? Community college? Um, yes, yes, there was. Yeah, it was a that, that was a whole other thing too, man. I found um I found an exploit at my college to reset anybody's account on their basically their web portal where like students and teachers would uh, log in. A little bit of poor security on that point. It was kind of like the same thing where uh you do forgot password, put the username in students or teachers. And then it would bring you to like a verification screen, like check your email for a code. And then the screen after it, that asked for a password. I just went, got to the password screen, saved the HTML. And in the HTML, there was just, there was a field for the username. So you could just change it and like skip over the whole thing. It's really like mind blowing, like how many exploits I've had similar to that. I mean, because just changing the source code of hidden values is really like cheesy. Like it's not hard, but the the school, the yeah, that's, um, same thing with the school. Zendesk was similar and AOL activities was real similar. I won't get into like other hacks, but these ones that I have gotten in trouble for, you know, these ones were kind of similar. Very simple. I think it was probably inevitable at some point, really, uh, especially with Twitter too and Zendesk. I, I'm kind of surprised that I was the first one to find that or try it. But yeah, you know, the things played out. I got I got raided May of 2013. An interesting thing is, uh, you know, the whole situation, again, with Aaron Swartz, there was um, there was a lot of pressure on the U.S. attorney's office because of that. You know, the way that they prosecuted this kid, you know, he had, I mean, suicide is, is significant. I, I think, like, you know, anybody that's going to, you know, go that route, you know, obviously that's, is probably dealing with like a tremendous amount of stress. But uh, nonetheless, though, like, I guess there was a lot of pressure on the District of Massachusetts prosecutors. And, um, my lawyer, uh, I mean, she told me that's exactly, well, that's exactly what she told me that they're, uh, they're not looking to like destroy me in court and give me a life sentence because like the stuff that's on that computer was pretty serious, but, uh, they, they offered a plea deal of, uh, 48 months, which is just four years. And it would basically wrap up everything. I was going to be prosecuted for possession of credit cards, Bristol community college, Twitter, and, uh, the law enforcement database. But um, I had to go in there and sign a proffer statement and explain to them uh, how how I did it. Because like, e- even though like some things were kind of obvious, like Zendesk, like they looked into that. I think they had like hired somebody from the outside to come in and do the forensics and patch the exploit and stuff like that. But um, as far as like the state police goes, I, I think that there wasn't much there wasn't much to figure out there for, uh, that they could because it was almost, I, I guessed the guy, I guessed the password that I had found, like the password was a username with the state police. So it's not like I was like brute force and shit and you have like a whole bunch of suspicious requests coming in. It, it's not like I used an exploit to reset this account. It just, if you look at it, it's like, okay, this state police account was just like, it just looks like he logged in the first time brand new. How did he get that password? But uh, and the the college thing too, uh, to my knowledge, the school didn't they didn't call in anybody from the outside. So I think they wanted to know like how I got in as well. So going in there and explaining it to them, I think it saved them a lot of time. And it, at least like they could they pass that information on to whoever. 
say like, well, this is what happened, you know, obviously like fix your passwords. Don't have this password is the same thing as a username, for instance, and you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever they did. But that that's the way that it resolved. I got the I got the four year deal. Uh, I went in there and I talked to them for a couple hours, explained everything. They they brought in uh, a copy of my flash drive that they seized from my house and they had it up on a projector and I was kind of like directing them like where to go and I'm like going to the Zendesk folder that I have and go down to that file on the bottom. That's the exploit that I use the HTML code. So I just gave them a walkthrough of it and I don't know. I, I guess that was that was that's all they wanted. I mean, at least I hope somebody, one of them companies benefited from it, caused a lot of damage and stress for people too. So, I mean, it was like the least I could do, even from that standpoint, you know, um, it's a uh, bad, really bad PR and all that stuff. So for the Bristol community college stuff, why, why heck that? Um, so, you know, like I, like I had briefly mentioned, like 2012 was, uh, was a really chaotic year pretty much because like I was, you know, engaging in a lot of bad things. Uh, like I said, substance abuse. I was just super focused on partying, going out all the time. Uh, it, would, it would be like a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday thing. Like, it was just like nuts. I, I can't even explain a lot of stuff. Some of the stuff I don't even want to talk about. It was just nuts. <laughs> so the, the Bristol Community College was like, I, I, I enrolled in school with a good intention. You know, I got out of jail 2011. My goal was 2012, you know, I'll enroll in school and at least like try to do something right. But my, my activities, it kind of, you know, screwed my school up. It got to a point where, like, I didn't want to go. So I'm like, dang, man, well, you know, I, I went through this whole enrollment process to get admitted, selected these classes, and I went through X amount of classes. And now I'm, I stopped going because I'm, you know, doing other things with my time. And that time I put into the class is going to be a waste. So I'm thinking, like, okay. Well, instead of getting an F, wouldn't it be better to just get an A? So, I mean, I kind of, that's, that's what it was. I just, I didn't want to lose that time I put in. I'm like, well, let me just pass myself. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was, I mean, my, obviously my intention was to just go in there and just kind of fly through the whole thing. Just like once I got in there, I'm like, oh, I never have to go to school. I'll just show up and not do any work. That's kind of the way I, I, I looked at it, you know, with the whole reasoning behind the school thing. Fair enough. So you had 48 months and so what are you doing these days? Are, are, are you, are you taking any sort of classes? Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, uh, my, my employer, uh, I, I won't say who it is. It's pr- probably pretty obvious where I work, but my employer, um, they have a program where they, they pay for a school. They get, they allot us like, I think like $5,000 or something for the year. So yeah, I enrolled in school earlier this year. Um, it's remote, so I can kind of like do it on my own time, uh, working 40 hours a week and, you know, dealing with family and then school is obviously a lot. So, um, it sounded like it was perfect. You know, I might as well take advantage of what I can and try to better myself. Nice. So what do you go to school for? Um, I'm enrolled in a bachelor's for cybersecurity and information assurance degree. So I'm hoping. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for it, man. I'm trying. Um, I'm hoping, you know, I can kind of like cram through it. Like the program is pretty fast paced as long as you are fast paced. So I'm trying really hard, but I'm I'm hoping by like 2024, I'm finished with that and my probation will be over and, you know, I can kind of like do things the right way because I'm not getting younger and uh, going down that path is obviously not the, <laughs> no, well, it's no longer my intention. Right. So it sounds like, you know, because you've done a number of application exploits, have you have thought about like bug bounties and stuff like that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely have. Um, and I'll be completely honest. I have, I'll be off probation and under a year. Um, 
I, I, I don't think I'm actually eligible to do any of that per like my conditions and such. So I'm, I'm saving it really for like whenever, uh, you know, I, I do wrap up, um, because I, I do have very tight restrictions. Um, just like as, as far as like, I, I'm allowed to use computers to a degree, but as like, as far as like hacking, like, uh, or even for fun hacking, it's not, uh, I'm not allowed to, but I, I should say, uh, I want, I want to obviously because it's useful in the industry. Interesting. Cool. Well, uh, you know, I, I wish you the, the best with that stuff. Uh, ho- hopefully uh, you can turn from black hat to white hat, right? Definitely. Definitely. Yes. Cool. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on today? I guess the, the only thing I would really like conclude with, man, is just like, it's been a hell of a journey. Um, you know, I, I've like asked myself the question so many times, man, like, you know, if I could change the past, would I? And like, you know, there's like one side that's kind of like, well, you know, I wouldn't have the experience I have if it wasn't for that. But I, I think it's the other side trumps everything, man. I would definitely like go back and change everything that I did. Like, I don't, I don't think it, matters like just saying oh i was a kid i didn't know you know because i had plenty of times to kind of put the cork in there and just just stop it but um i I learned a lot i learned a lot about myself man i just hope that at least this this could be an influence for somebody hearing it down the line if someone is still engaging in this or they are like this is it's it's not smart like i i I wish 15 years ago man i just went right into school you know the first time i got out of jail or even the second time and just kind of got it right but um, I'm hopeful. I'm I'm very happy. I'm at a great place in life right now. I just uh, I just wish the best for the world, man. I hope everybody can do good. And the cyber stuff is getting really serious. So if anybody's like hacking stuff, like use it the right way. Do something good. Yeah, definitely. Those are those are our good thoughts on that. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming on today. No problem, man. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it too. space.